Welcome, my friend, to the Keeper of the Home podcast. I am your host, Cami, the creator of the blog and YouTube channel, Tidbits and Company, and I am so glad to have you here today. Now, it is the new year. We are coming off of a busy holiday season, and if you could just use the permission and invitation to just rest this winter season, well, I am here for exactly that. So let's talk about why this season of rest or hibernation, as you might call it, is really so important for homemakers. And I just wanna fill you with ideas of how to make the most of it. So if January through maybe March-ish are some of the more difficult months for you typically, I hope to change your mind a bit and help you see how this last stretch of winter can actually become your favorite time of year, like it is for me, as we learn to lean into our need to rest and nest. So I'm really excited to chat with you and share some thoughts with you around this topic today. But first, some housekeeping, if you will. (laughs) So I actually did a podcast interview over at the Simple Farmhouse Life podcast with my dear, dear friend, Lisa, who blogs and YouTubes at Farmhouse on Boone. You may have heard about her. If you're a homemaker and into um, homesteading, you've probably definitely heard of Lisa. But we are actually dear real life friends and we get together with a group, a group of bloggers and YouTubers every year. And um, Lisa asked me to actually come onto her podcast as an interviewer. And we chatted about healthy, fast meals. It was so fun to talk about and to just bounce ideas off of each other. So if you really want to get some ideas there, I really think you'll love that podcast episode. Again, it's the Simple Farmhouse Life podcast. And um, Lisa and I are chatting all things fast and healthy food. So really fun conversation. Also, because it's a new year, I thought I might mention once again that I have an emergency preparedness class over at tidbitsandco.com where I actually teach you how to make emergency evacuation kits for your home and family. So if this is something that's like pulling a cord for you, you want to get a little more prepared for emergencies, really the first thing I recommend for anyone is to make like a 72-hour kit or emergency grab-and-go bags for your family. So I'm going to walk you through everything in this class including links to the exact products that we use. So if you just wanna, if you wanna DIY it, thrift things, fine, but if you just want like a shopping list to like buy it, assemble it and be done, that's part of the class as well. So I really hope you'll enjoy that. Also, because it's a new year, I have to mention my 2024 Tidbits Day Planner that I've released this year. Typically, I print them and bind them. Um, But because of inflation and the cost of things, I was unable to do that for you this year. But I do have a printable version. So you can print it out at home or to print shop, put it in a three-ring binder or have it bound. It can be still very helpful. But if if you need a planner for next year, definitely check that out. I love my Tidbits Day Planner. You can see it here behind me if you're watching this on YouTube, Um, but it is just how I function. It's got yearly, monthly, weekly, daily, and hourly planning functionality all built into one really simple, beautiful format. 
Um, it's just how my brain works, and I love hearing from other um, homemakers how it works well for them as well. So definitely check that out. Last thing I want to mention here in the housekeeping of this podcast episode is I just wanted to let you know that I am going to be slowing down a bit in regards to my output on the internet. Um, my husband's sauna business is really taking off and we really want to give him more time to focus on that. So that means I need to pare back a little bit to just be you know, more available for my children and our homeschool and everything that we have going on. So I didn't want to give anything up <laughs> when I thought about it. I'm like, do I give up the blog, the podcast, the YouTube channel? I don't want to give up any of it. I love every avenue that I've built and every avenue that I have the opportunity to connect with you. So instead of giving them up, I'm just going to slow it down. Typically, I do a YouTube video, podcast, and blog every week. I'm going to keep up the blog because that's my biggest source of income and quite frankly, pales in comparison to the amount of work and time that is needed um, when compared to the YouTube channel and the podcast. So instead of a podcast on YouTube every week, I'm just going to rotate. One week will be YouTube week, one week will be podcast week. So I'm still going to show it for you. It's just going to look um, a little different, a little less frequent, but hopefully you'll pop in every week to see what I have for you and make sure that you're subscribed to my email newsletter where I actually will email you exactly what I put out that week and also give you a free vintage art printable. So if you go to tidbitsandcompany.com, you can see the sign up where you can sign up for this newsletter and every week I send out a free vintage art download. That's really fun for me to curate for you guys, so definitely get signed up. Okay, that was a lot of housekeeping. Let's move into this fun topic of the hibernating season for homemakers. And I don't know why, every episode I feel like I need to add a little disclaimer. <laughs> now, I am not always right. Um, what I do or think about may not fit exactly for you. So please, this is just food for thought. Don't feel like you have to live this way, what I'm suggesting take what you want, leave what you don't want, but I still just hope to give you um, some things to think about and to inspire you. And please continue leaving me comments. Best place for that is on the YouTube episode. Um, the other podcast platforms aren't great for leaving comments, although I do love your reviews and appreciate them as they help me um, grow this platform. But I love the comments that I get on each podcast episode. So please, if you have ideas for us about resting this season and your thoughts as you listened, um, definitely leave them for me. I absolutely love to read them. I read every single one. I wish I could respond to every one of you, but that would be difficult. But please know that I read every single one and truly appreciate your time to leave me comments. So why do I say that this is a season for homemakers to hibernate. Am I actually telling you that you should be sleeping for the next two or three months? <laughs> no, that is definitely not my point. But by all means, sleep a little more. <laughs> okay, go to bed a little earlier, wake up a little later. You definitely have my permission as I am also enjoying the same and it has been life-giving for me. But I'm not saying we should all just be sleeping and doing nothing because 
of course, life <laughs> does not allow for such uh, privileges. Um, but we can kind of view it as a season of hibernating because number one, the days are still pretty short. Darkness, even though we're, we're gaining a little more light after, you know, the December solstice, um, evenings still come very quickly and it's darker earlier. And so we still have that kind of vibe from the earth, if you will, <laughs> that um, evenings come sooner and it's okay to, to rest along with it. Of course, I think this is a season where we just have the opportunity, hopefully, to stay home a little more, even if you have a job or your kids are still going to school or whatever it may be, for some reason, coming off of the heels of the holiday season, I think we are going to see ourselves having the opportunity to just stay home a little more with hopefully less to do. If your life doesn't look that way, maybe there's some things you can shift around, but I do find that there is just less going on. There's less activities, there's less performances, there's less parties. Um, I especially feel that coming out of the holiday season. The last week of December, we have, of course, Christmas Eve parties, Christmas parties. I have a child's birthday that week. And then there's New Year's Eve and New Year's. So I just feel, <laughs> I love the celebrations, but I feel pretty darn exhausted after all that ends. And I truly enjoy when things start to slow down. And so hopefully that's something you're also seeing in your life. And you know, we really have to think spring will come very soon. We know it will. And with spring, there's so much life and vitality and things start to pick up again. Work in the yard starts to pick up. Activities and outdoor time starts to pick up. So while you may be yearning for that time or more sunshine and warmth and life and vitality, don't think that it's never going to come because it always comes. So just slow down and soak in this slower pace while it lasts. But you may be asking yourselves, why am I saying that homemakers especially need to make the most of this season? And, and here's, here's where my thoughts have led me on this matter. We are the caregivers of our home and the hearts of those in our homes. And so as this time of year kind of beckons us to give a little more attention to our homes and to enjoy the fruits of our labors, to create and enjoy being in our home, I really feel like nature is lending itself to that. So because we are the homemakers, our hearts are yearning for home, it just makes sense that this is actually a really important season for us as homemakers and we really need to make the most of it. And as I think through like the coming spring, summer, the next fall and holiday season, I can really see how fleeting this opportunity in the next two or three months to rest and nest can really become as those other seasons just call for more. They call for more work, for more recreation, for more activities and celebrations. So homemakers, this is your season to thrive and to prepare yourself for those busier time of years. And I just love considering that. Now, do the world's trends and cultures help 
or hinder us in our efforts to rest and nest? That's something you can really ask yourself and try to observe. Now, the world's messaging, and maybe you've already fought against this <laughs> and have figured this out long before I have, but I really feel like the world's messaging as January rolls around, it's hit the gym, go on a diet, right? <laughs> Get started on some really big goals, rethink your, your business model and do things differently or, you know, more self-improvement, more things. And you know what? These are all good things, but I really feel like all the ads on TV or that you might be scrolling through on social media, those are the messages that really can um, consume us this time of year. But if you think about it, it sort of goes against nature and what nature is telling us to do. And so it might be better to take all these messages and just just hang on to the reins a little bit because spring is going to come with all that new motivation and life. And that might actually be a better time of year to let loose on those reins and to tackle those harder things. And I don't know, that's just food for thought for you. And this is actually a trend I am seeing on social media and have seen the last couple of years. And I'm actually grateful for the thought because it feels right. It really feels right to me that, I don't know, we've just been so busy and now January is here and I have to be more motivated and, and do more. It just doesn't feel right. Whereas when I think about January and February and March, being a time to just reset and rest and think and ponder, it just feels better to me. So really think about that for yourself and about the things that are going through your mind. And I'm not saying you can't make goals. If you're uh, if you love the New Year's and it is actually that that refreshing of a new year is motivating for you, lean into it. That's great. Um, but maybe consider this other viewpoint as well as you're seeing how much you actually want to change and accomplish. So now, if any of what I just said briefly strikes a chord in you, you might be thinking, how do we actually do this? What is this season for? And what can I do to make the most of it? So I have some suggestions for you today. And again, I would love to hear your own suggestions in the comments if you have the time to leave those for us so that we can as a community connect like that. But I have, I think, five or six here that I want to share with you to get you thinking about how you can actually enjoy this season of resting a little bit more. So goals are great and there's a time for them in your life, and maybe it's the beginning of the year, maybe it's not. But I, I actually do think when January rolls around and the new year, it might actually be a really good time to think and evaluate your life. It is a very thoughtful time, especially following a holiday season where we've been around family and maybe focused on more spiritual things. It's really a time where you can turn inward and be more thoughtful about your life. Think about what you want to let go. Think about the things that you may want to start that will be more um, beneficial for your, your life and your perspectives. Think about what goals and big lifestyle changes you would actually like to make come spring. So it's okay to plan those and think about them. But nature may serve you better 
when things are a little more lively and there's more light and excitement in the springtime. But think about them now and plan for them. I love to plan this time of year. And Kevin, my husband, aka Mr. Tidbits, <laughs> him and I actually love to do a yearly planning meeting together. And we sit down with our planners or notebooks whatever serves each of us best. And we just communicate and write down things that we hope to accomplish that year, things that maybe aren't serving us well. Um, we often just, you know, go to a restaurant, a nice quiet one, and just sit there for an hour or two and have our planning meeting. It's one of my favorite things and we still need to do that and gear up for it. Um, but it's just, it's so helpful and inspiring to do that during the new year. Um, we don't actually implement a lot unless there are projects that we need to tackle, but it's more just thinking. Another tradition that I love that maybe you want to adapt is sometime in January. Occasionally it's happened on New Year's Eve. I know I'm super boring, <laughs> but sometime in January, I go and get a hotel by myself for a couple of nights. It's a business expense for me. <laughs> but I go and that is when I really think through um, my life, my goals, my business and, and get down to the nitty gritty and think about, you know, is it on the right trajectory? Is it is everything with my homeschool and my business supporting each other? Or are they actually not helpful in my in my grand scheme of things? So it's a really neat time for me. I get takeout, I sleep in, I stay up late, I might throw in some TV. It's just this time for me to rest and reset myself. And that's something that I really, really appreciate that my family will allow me to do during this time of resting. And I would just say, as you're planning these things, try not to expect too much of yourself because implementing big changes might actually feel more difficult than they need to be this time of year because of maybe the cold and the dark and the fact that it just really goes against nature. Therefore, it's going to be harder. Now, if you have big changes you wanna make and you're motivated, go for it, but just recognize that it's gonna take a little bit more effort <laughs> and um, some self-motivation. But I find that if I just don't expect too much of myself this time of year, I will, I will realize that I will do better starting new things maybe later. I also find, and tell me if this relates to you, but I find that spirituality is a little easier or I have a greater desire for it um, during this season. I don't know if it's, it's just that things are slower and so my mind is a little bit clearer, but I, I actually like really enjoy um, diving into scripture and setting goals there and just being a more spiritual person and more thoughtful. So I just find that a little easier this time of year. And it's something that I, I really lean into and enjoy exploring. Okay, my next suggestion to make most out of this season of resting is to indulge a little, okay? For me, that looks like dark chocolate and Creo Brew daily. <laughs> but here's some other ideas for you. This can be a wonderful time of year to just read books. For so many years, I didn't pick up books like novels, like real entertaining books. But I have decided that, um, especially this time of year, that is something that is so fulfilling for me and enjoyable. So 
cozy up in sweatpants, a big sweater, get comfy, and enjoy reading a good book whenever you can. Or if you like to learn, get a get a non-fictional book and learn some new skills and things that that you enjoy reading about. Indulge in like a TV series. And here's my recommendation. If you're gonna if you're gonna binge on a TV series, make it one that is actually really supportive of the role of the homemaker. Um, it's gonna be hard when you're trying to foster this love of homemaking and then you go and watch a series that shows women in the workplace succeeding there. I just think it's a little counterintuitive. So instead, here are some of the, <laughs> the series that I like to watch this time of year. Anne of Green Gables is always a go-to. I'm shocked, actually. I mean, my kids know Anne of Green Gables, but they talk to their friends. None of them know Anne of Green Gables, and I just stand in awe. So <laughs> pull out this series and get your family to watch them. Boys and girls, it's so uplifting and wonderful. Um, the hubby and I just got done with All Creatures Great and Small. That was one um, with your husband that, that you might like to watch together. Call the Midwife. It's all about having babies and women and homemaking, so that one's a fun one to watch when you're trying to foster these emotions. Wind Calls the Heart, um, Heartland, there's all sorts of little women um, takes, like series and several movies made on the little women's story. Um, just to name a few. Maybe I need to do a whole video or podcast sharing like my favorite wholesome, uplifting TV series. Maybe that's something I'll do soon. I do have some blog posts on that, but they're a little outdated because series get moved around to streaming services. But anyway, if you want to look that up, look up clean and um, what did I call it? Clean and feel good TV shows to watch on my blog <laughs> if you're just wanting to get some of my re recommendations. There's one called The Paradise. It's about um, this woman who works in a, in a haberdashery shop. I guess it's not a homemaker role, but it is in a sense that she enjoys that kind of stuff and decorating. And so really cute love story. Um, they kind of ended it though and didn't finish it. So that was a little upsetting, but that's a good one. Anyway, I am digressing, <laughs> but indulge a little bit in, in some good cinema that uplifts you and helps you feel supported. Go to the theater, go watch a live performance that really um, lifts your spirits. I love to um, pull up some YouTube channels that are more focused on slow living. It really like motivates me this time of year. What's some that I love? Little House on the Mountain. I love her channel. Um, okay, they're all leaving me. So I'll leave some ideas for you in the description about some slow living channels that might get you motivated. Um, take some warm baths with some bath bombs that you make at home. If you have access to a sauna, of course, that's a big thing in our lives, but I love to sauna this time of year. It's chilly and cold and you go and get yourself so warm. <laughs> it feels so good. So those are some things that help me indulge. Of course, make your own list if there's some more in there, but give yourself the permission and the invitation to indulge. I mean, how could you not love this time of year if that's what you give yourself permission to do. Homemakers, it's gonna be the best. <laughs> All right, another suggestion is to move your body and to eat in a supportive way, okay? 
I'm not saying indulge on sugary, fattening foods. I want you to really focus on moving and eating. That is in a very supportive way. And this is important for many reasons. Um, number one, to keep your immune system up and going and healthy during this time of year when it's also cold and flu season is really important. But here's some of the things I like to do. Of course, you can make big fitness goals, but um, I like to kind of wait on those. And January is more of a time where I love my daily walks outside. I bundle up and go out there and enjoy the beauty of the snow and the white. Um, we don't have a lot of it yet this year, but um, that's a whole other topic for another day. But I love doing yoga. I love learning about the science of yoga and how it keeps your ligaments and muscles loose and flexible and blood flowing. But mentally, it does so much good for me and physically. Um, if you follow along with the Yoga with Adrian YouTube channel, it's my favorite way to yoga. Um, but she always does a 30 day challenge in January. And I think it is so appropriate that she does that at the start of the new year. Cause I'm all in, I'm like showing up every single day and that's my focus versus like, you know, getting ripped <laughs> and buff and lifting weights and hitting the gym. I would rather January just to be about nourishing and moving my body in a supportive way. Um, soups. I love that. This is the season for soups because there's no better way to like get as many vegetables and broth and really healthy things into your body than throwing it into a soup. So soup season is in full force in my house and it's usually every night of the week, even though my children may not enjoy that as much as I do. <laughs> but I love to focus on um, making whole grain breads and sourdough this time of year. Basically, you want to think about getting as many vitamins and nutrients in your foods as possible because we're lower on vitamin D. Vitamin C can be in a shortage. Just, just really think about how much of that good stuff you can get into your food and that will really support you and your body in this time where you're going to need a higher immune system and you're going to need to get through the cold and flu season a little bit better. Um, I know pumpkin is a thing that's popular for the fall, but we just got done canning like over 60 jars of pumpkin puree. And so we use that all through the winter. It's like a staple in everything, in oatmeal, in muffins, and you name it, we are putting it in soups and whatever we can think of because it is such a nourishing food. And our pumpkins have actually still been stored and good in the garage in a cool, dark place. And so we're pulling out fresh pumpkins and canned pumpkins. So it's a really good time of year for squash. <laughs> anyway, I hope that just gives you some encouragement there. But I'm gonna move on to my next suggestion and that is to use this season to create and to learn. Maybe you've always wanted to pick up a sewing hobby or watercolor or drawing and get better at that. Um, something that my daughter's been doing is like creative journaling and she's been doing a page a day and she just prints out pictures, writes down thoughts and quotes and goals and it's just so fun to see how um, even for a teenage girl 
this urge to be creative and to rest and really go inward is happening for her just naturally. So that's really interesting for me to see, even though I didn't encourage that. That's just kind of what nature has, where nature has taken her. If you want to learn new baking skills, it's a great time of year for that. If you want to get more creative with your kids, it's a great time for that. You want to learn how to embroider, knit, crochet, um, take time to scrapbook or print out photo albums. It's a fantastic time of year for that because you're home. You're home more and you have time to do it. So really take advantage of it. I love to decorate my home this time of year. And as I took Christmas down, I really got that homing vibe, <laughs> a nesting vibe. And I had so much fun for a couple days cleaning and decorating my home with more blues and whites. So I will actually have Oh, I don't know the timeline here, but on my blog, I'm sharing winter decor ideas with pictures of my home this time of year. So check my blog for that or sign up for my newsletter. If it's not already out, you'll be notified when it's out very soon. But um, as far as learning goes, if there's some hobbies that you wanted to learn, um, definitely take advantage of that. If you want to start prepping and planning for your garden, this, the last few years, I've been trying to learn more about herbalism. And so that is something that I really want to, to do this time of year, get into my courses that I've purchased from Herbal Academy and keep learning and keep exploring about herbs and herbal medicine and that kind of stuff. So that's, that's what I'm leaning into. If you're interested in that, I will leave the, um, the courses that I'm taking called Herbal Academy. If you want to check that out, it's a great place to learn about herbs. Okay, but that leads me to my next idea for you is use this season as a season for cleaning your home. Now, a lot of our world says that spring is the time for spring cleaning and deep cleaning, and that's all well and good. It's very nice to open up the windows and let in that fresh air and scrub the house after these months of staying at home. But I actually think I actually like to get ahead of it and to clean my home during these months where I am home more. So you're, I've, it's the bug has already hit me. I've been cleaning, dusting, wiping floorboards, the works <laughs> ever since we took down Christmas. That urge just hits, and it hits hard for about a week. I just want to be done with the clutter and the mess, and I just go at it. <laughs> I would love to hear if you're the same, but I've been organizing. There's a hall closet that we have. It's it's one of those closets that you know, like the movies, you're, if you're going to open it, open it slowly because things were going to fall on you. But I tackled that baby and it feels so good. Next, I'm like dying to tackle the kitchen cabinets and reorganize and get everything clean and organized. I do think this is a great thing for us to do. It is part of that nesting urge. And as we're home and resting, it can feel really fulfilling to pour your energy into that and then sit down in your clean home and read a good book in the evening. It's really quite rewarding. But I have to tell you, if cleaning and organizing is not a restful thing for you and you would rather tackle that later when the earth gives you more energy, so to speak, that is just fine. For me, those urges really kick in this time of year. Okay, my next suggestion is to actually take a break from some of your responsibilities, if at all possible. Of course, you may have a job and you may have kids and you may not exactly own your life and your days and you have to show up for work like I do. <laughs> um, 
at times in the day, and that's okay. I'm not saying go and quit everything. However, if there's anything in your life that you feel there's a possibility for you to step away from for just a little bit, even if it's two or three weeks or even two or three days, if you can just take a break from some of the responsibilities to allow yourself more time for these other things like resting, cleaning, um, warm baths, whatever it may be, <laughs> if you can step away from some of those things, this is the time of year to do it. I really feel like it is. And it has actually been a tradition for me in the last two or three years is I take February off of content creation, off of my job here in creating content for you. And I just take a break from that. So far, my business has not blown up in doing so. I know it's not a great business decision, but it is so good. I actually think in the long term, and it is better for my business and for myself to allow myself that month. And February just seemed like a good one because January, I still have a lot of great ideas like planning and cleaning and organizing. But once February hits, I feel like, you know what, the world is okay without my tidbits for a month. So that's what I choose to do and what I'm, I'm able to do. Um, I'm not totally sure I'm going to do it this February because I've slowed down. So I may be able to keep this up and still have time to do these other things. But just that act of slowing down has been really nice. Some years, that's when I do like the bigger projects. So I, I step away from the regular content creation and maybe make a class or get my scrapbooking done or stuff like that. I tackle other bigger projects that I may not have the brain space or time to do. So think about that. What can you do? Maybe you, maybe you do service for your community or your church or you have callings. Maybe give yourself the permission to take a few weeks off of those and just tell the people you serve with that, you know what, I'm not available for the next few months. So, or not a few months, <laughs> it might be hard, but the next few weeks. And um, I'm gonna need your help to kind of fulfill those, those responsibilities for me. If that's an option, I say take it and just see how it rejuvenates you and gives you more life and energy for the rest of the year to do the things that are on your plate to do. Um, if you, if you shoulder most of the work in the home, like the mills and the cleaning, maybe those you live with can step it up and allow you some of that resting time um, as they take some of that off your shoulders. Food for thought, think about what's possible for you and try to make it happen. Okay, now my last suggestion for you is not what you can do, but instead it's what you can um, decrease or let go of. And my suggestion is if you want to or feel inspired to, these months of resting and taking care of yourself is actually a great time to maybe step away from social media, delete the apps from your phones, and try to to resist that that constant daily input. And I think, at least in the times when I have done this, it opens up so much more brain space for me to allow me to actually implement some of the other things that I want to do. Instead of scrolling social media, I'm gonna pick up a book because that's not available to me. So that's just something for you to think about. Maybe a social media fast during these hibernating months. Um, it's also interesting when I've done this, I noticed you know, this time of year when it's, it's cold here, 
If I'm on social media, I see a lot of people traveling to like the Caribbean, Hawaii, whatever it is, somewhere warmer. And you know what? That's just not in the cards for us. And so when I am constantly inundated with people, you know, sharing that kind of stuff, which they have all permission to do so, but it's my um, prerogative of whether I want to consume <laughs> that information or not. And so I have found that when I've stepped away from that during these colder months, and I'm not told that this I should be traveling, I should be where it's somewhere warm, if I'm not told that, that actually allows me to really enjoy what I want to actually enjoy this time of year, and that's okay in the cold. <laughs> and that's a call for me to be home more. So just, just something for you to think about there, that we can be creators this time of year and not consumers. And even this goes for like the news. Um, I'm feeling really weighed down by the news lately. I do think it's important for us to stay on top of world events, but they feel really heavy for me right now. And maybe that's nature's way of saying, just, just stop consuming the news. It will go on whether you learn about it or not but just step away and just be home. Just be with yourself and your family. So that's something that I wanna step away from. Um, I, here's another idea. You could do like a purchasing freeze, <laughs> which after the holiday season could be really, really great on your, on your wallet, but tell yourself that you're only going to purchase the necessities of life and avoid um, the extra, the extra expenditures. Like just step away from those for a few months. That may really help you refocus um, replenish and just resist the temptation to sit online and shop or go to the stores and buy what you maybe do or do not need. But that's an idea for you to just let go of some things. I do suggest not eating so many sugary or processed foods this time of year. Number one, again, for your immune system, but also you just don't want to fill heavy or weighed down this time of year. You know, number on the scale aside, like just how do you feel when you eat those heavier foods? And I think if we can just like, you know, where we're not as active and as out and about, like just use this as a time to not enjoy all those big goods. We just consumed them for the holiday season. Now is the time to kind of let them go and focus on the more nourishing things that are gonna help you feel more hopeful and rested and nourished. And whatever else you may be feeling in your heart to let go of, this is a great time of year to do so. The last point I wanna make here today, if all of this sounds to you wonderful, like you are ready to just enjoy the rest of winter as much as you can. If it all sounds wonderful and you might be saying, I actually wish this season was longer. <laughs> I want to say to my lady friends, I have some really good news. This season of rest is one that we actually have the opportunity to enjoy every single month not just once a year. And if you've been with me, you've heard me talk about living with our cycle a lot. It's something I'm very passionate about and I feel is very important for homemakers, especially women, to be really educated in and aware of. So you've heard me talk about the cycle. It's not just, there's, you don't just have one cycle. You actually have four phases in your monthly cycle the menstrual cycle, the follicular, 
the ovulatory and the luteal phase. So these are the four phases in your monthly cycle. And this winter season is a lot of times compared to your menstrual phase, the phase where you're actually bleeding. And um, it is the phase where your body says stop and rest <laughs> and let me just do what nature has intended to happen here. And so all of these ideas that I've shared with you today are ones that you can take with you for those few days that you get once a month where you are actually in winter or in this resting and nesting phase. So all of the, these ideas you can definitely apply during the menstrual phase, which I think is really quite awesome. And instead of dreading the menstrual phase like so many women do, what if we actually come to utterly enjoy it because it means we have permission and an invitation to rest and to reset and be reflective and to indulge and to nourish. I mean, just think about if we actually took that opportunity, not only here in the winter months that we have left, but also once a month when our body calls for us to do that. I really hope you learn to do that as, I've, as I have put into practice this, this principle in my um, female cycle of life. It has really been life-changing and I hope it's something that you can do. So all the ideas I shared with you, take them with you, hold on to them. You get to enjoy it not only once a year during this winter season, but also once a month as your body invites you to do so. And now just some quick encouragement. I know that we can't control everything in our lives, that there are things that are just going to prevent us from making the most of what we would actually like to do. We can live with these ideals, realizing that we don't have control over everything and that's okay. Um, not everything is in our power or we do have to show up and work hard even though we may want to just rest that day, <laughs> right? But you can still focus on some little things here that you can implement, some ideas that maybe really struck a chord with you and see if you can if you can just implement a few of them in a really small way, and I really think you'll see a, a big difference as you do that. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for joining me here on the Keeper of the Home podcast. And I will be back very soon to share more inspiration for the Keeper of the Home.